Welcome to the Gangster of Consciousness. My name is Catherine McIntosh, rebel, entrepreneur, mom, global access consciousness certified facilitator, body intuitive, and founder of the No Judgment Diet, bringing you conversations to inspire you to follow your knowing and be the rebel by listening to your gut despite what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. All right, my friends, welcome to episode number 13, all on how listening to your intuition will create a greater possibility. So I have the pleasure of our first interview series, Mr. Mark Crandall. And I met Mark actually at a live event. And it was like, I said yes, <laughs> before I even knew what he was about, what his message was about. And the farther and the more I dug into what he really is here to do on the planet to serve. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is how when you follow your intuition and you say yes before you get the logistical and the logical brain that comes in. Because oftentimes, and I'm sure Mark will probably say something about this, oftentimes we circumvent the logic or we circumvent the initial gut reaction for the logical. Does it make sense? And I think that we're all here to inspire each other to follow our intuitions because life doesn't make sense, right? And we've all had these amazing ups and downs. So Mr. Mark has had an incredible story, personal story, and really used that hard knocks of life to create a movement, create a possibility. So Mark, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Catherine, thank you so much for having me. And this is the, for those of you listening, the first time we've connected since the conference. Yeah, which we've is so, had talks of it before. We've always had talks about it. So, so tell me, just curious, how you got started? What what was your light bulb waking moment to wake you um, up? Yeah, so it's a really good question. So, I guess started with what, like doing what it is that I do in life, like my business. So she's shaking her head. I'm saying so, yes. yes. So I was working for a drug and alcohol treatment center as a therapist. And I'm, I guess I'm like a do-gooder. I'm like a do-gooder therapist, right? So in the realm of that space, like you have the clients that you see and then the notes that you have to take. And I would always, like from the beginning, like nine years ago when I started, I would do my notes immediately following whatever I did. So I was always caught up. And at this treatment center, my caseload was eight, which kept me busy until about Wednesday at 10 a.m. <laughs> and the rest of the week, I would just be honest, watch transformational stuff on YouTube and just troll the internet looking to see what else was out there. My wife and I were attending a trance. I just want to give you some background as to what I was doing at the time. I was really unfulfilled and didn't know it. My wife and I were attending a transformational workshop here in Austin. And what I love about attending transformational events and workshops is the individuals that you get to meet, right? So like me connecting with you at the conference that we were at, like that's, 
that's why I go. I don't go for the rah, rah, hoo, hoo on stage or, you know, what product they're selling. I go to meet individuals and I, I got to share with this man, his man's, his name's Nathaniel. And he, I overheard him actually, I eavesdropped on a conversation that he was having. And he said that he was living in a sprinter van traveling the country and selling land and the land that he was selling was paying all of his bills. And then he, he lived like a King in this van. And I was like, man, that sounds cool. And so I went up to my wife on the break. I was like, Hey, I'm going to ask this dude who looks like a hippie. If I can go out, bring him out to dinner and have a conversation with him. She's like, I go, is that weird? She's like, no, not at all. So I went and had a conversation with him. This was about three and a half years ago. I said, hey, man, my name is Mark. You don't know me. I overheard you talking about your van life and wanted to know if I could buy you some food. He's like, yeah, what do you, like when? I'm like, oh, like right now, you want to go to dinner? He's like, yes. We go out to dinner, and this is when it all, the light bulb went off for me. And, and we're sitting down, and he's talking about what he does, and I'm asking him a million questions, and he stops me, and he goes, well, we've been talking this whole meal about me. He's like, what do you do? And I told him, and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, Oh man, I want to write a book and I want to speak on stages all over the world. I was like, speaking is like my favorite thing to do. I love doing it. And like, as soon as I hit the stage, it's like something inside of me takes over and like spirits speaking. And, uh, and I said, and I want to, I want to get away from traditional therapy and I want to start a, a positive psychology coaching practice where individuals get well and the mental health industry is broken and it's broken because they, you know, they, they only stay full based off of individuals staying sick. And I just came alive and I just went, and I don't know how long I went, but at the end of whatever I, my rant that I went on of like my, it was like when you're in second grade and the teacher asks you what you want to be when you grow up and he goes, Oh, so you're an entrepreneur. I like, after all of this, like probably three minutes, four minutes of me ranting, he goes, you're an entrepreneur. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> He goes, you're a business owner. You just haven't started one yet. And I was like, dude, I don't know what that means. I don't know anything about business other than working for other people. So he said, which I didn't know he like, I didn't know it was a test, but he said, all right, so I'm willing to give you some free coaching, some business consulting. He said, meet me at Egg and I tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And I was like, okay. I was there at 5.30 a.m waiting for him. I met with him. We met for about three hours. We filed my, L I picked my business name, Threefold Wellness. We filed my LLC and I met with him. I met with him probably four times over the next two weeks. And he outlined to me what my business, like my coaching practice, what I needed to do to get clients, this, that, and the other. And and then at the end of the two weeks, he said, all right, I'll be back in, you know, I'll be back in Austin. I'm going to Colorado, but I'll be back in Austin in five months and we'll find out if you're a business. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, you're not a business until you cash checks. I was like, okay. So, but I, but I said, I was like, so humble. I said, Nathaniel, but I just want to serve. I don't care about money. He's like, yeah, but you're not a business unless you make money. You can serve and money is a byproduct of service. So you provide great value and the money will, will add up. It's like, okay. So he came back five months later and I opened my bank account and I had made $120,000 launching my coaching business. 
I didn't think anything of it, right? My, we were living off my wife's salary. Like we didn't even really need mine. So I was just like working. He, he says, all right, well, you know, he's, he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what do I do with all this money? He's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want a greater impact. I want my message to get louder. I want, you know, to get more clarity around what I'm saying. I want to get better on stage and this and that and this and that. And I just, you know, but just give you an example. Last year I invested $75,000 into my personal development. So that is how it started. I don't know if you want me to go. I'll probably just pause there, but yeah, that's, that's where it started where I got my taste, if you will. I love that story. Thank you. And what's so cool. And you said something that really popped out at me was, was I didn't even know that I wasn't happy. Like I didn't even know that I was suffering. I didn't even know there was a taste of a greater world available. Right. And I, I really look at that Mark and I think so many people, that's their challenge. Like I look at my growth story and it's like, I didn't know. I thought like, Hey, I was married. I had a great life. I was a, you know, hairdresser. I'd had like successful businesses in the past and I didn't know. Right. And so what, how would you encourage people if they're listening and they're like, Oh, am I actually happy? Like, do you have a register for which you apply to yourself to sort of check your balance with your, I'm going to call it your happy quotient. (laughs) Totally. And it's a, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit into my backstory. So I was released from prison I know it's so dramatic. What a jump, right? So I was released from prison on August 23rd of 2007. And it was within the first two years that I was out of prison and and entered a program of recovery for addiction that I realized that I had been wasting my life. And I was at another transformational workshop and um, the man who was facilitating it asked the question, if you died tomorrow, would you be content with the life that you led? And like, I broke down, like started crying. And I remember the first time I was in county jail back when I was 18. And my mom had mailed me a book by a man named David Peltzer. And it's called a child called it. And I was reading it. And like, I was like, I want to write. I loved literature and writing, you know, and I was like, I want to write a book like that. And so I guess my gauge for you is the only way that I can summarize this, I'm really big into energy work. And so the only way that I can summarize this is, are there moments of your day when you regret doing what you're doing? And how many of them are there? And how frequent are they? Are they? And how long do they last? Like if you're spending your day, I actually just did a, a coaching call with, with a client this morning. It was an intro call and we went, I mean, it ended up getting pretty deep. And like, I have an exercise that I do with clients. It's called flow or no. And so I get them to identify their flow state. So for your, for your listeners, like you can take this on, not if you're driving, I wouldn't recommend closing your eyes, but you know, close your eyes and visualize that where you are, what you're doing, what's around, the smells, the touch, when you are the happiest in this life. 
Mine's bass fishing. I love the calm of the water. I love the quiet. I love the nature. I just love being out there. It's not even the, it's not even the, the fishing as much it is, as it is the, the, just the scenery. So that's like I'm in my flow state. Like the time could never stop and I would be as, as content as when I started, right? So that's a flow state. So the exercise that I do is I, have, I had her list out all of the things that she does on a weekly basis in a column, everything. A lot of it was her job. And then once she's done listing and she can't think of any, anything else, there's two columns to the side. So you have flow and no. And so you don't get, there's no middle. And so we go down the list in each one, you have, you have a choice flow or no. And so what I would state, what I would, what to challenge your listeners to do is to do that exercise. And if you have a, and really look at what's in the no column, can you hire somebody to do what's in the no column? Do you need to be participating what's in the no column? Because I'm really, I really want to live a flow, like a flowing life. I want to be happy. You know, it's, I'll give you an example, like editing my podcast. It's not my flow state. I hired somebody to do it. It's just not my flow state. You know, I have other things that are not my flow state that I'm doing right now, but I'm seeking individuals to take over. Like I really like doing this. This is my favorite thing ever. I love doing interviews. I love speaking on stage. I love working with clients. All the other stuff that goes with all that, like the back and forth emails, not the biggest fan of. Like, I, I just want to be, you know, so it's like, that's the stuff that I'm evaluating now, but that's the gauge that I would use. Do that exercise. And if it doesn't bring you joy, either get somebody else to do it or get rid of it. Well, and, and to bring it back to what you're saying earlier, it's like most people go, oh, but because they look at your success now and where you've been and speaking on stage and traveling and inspiring, you know, hundreds and thousands on your way to millions of people, maybe you've hit millions so far. And it's like, oh yeah, but you can do it, Mark, right? And so, because back before you even thought you were an entrepreneur, you weren't thinking you had the capacity to do this. You didn't, you know, and so someone that's like sitting on the fence that's been, you know, I, I watch a lot of entrepreneurs and they, they're entrepreneur wannabes in the sense that they have the heart, but they've spent maybe two, three, four years of their life thinking that they need more education, more experience, more to start. And what I love about your story is that you just started. You were like, oh, okay, I have five months till my mentor gets back. Let me just like see what I can do, you know? And, and that's my story too, is, is like that, that choice moment in time that no one can convince you to do, you have to choose it. Yeah, and so here, can I get dark on your audience? Bring it. Uh, so <laughs> she says, bring it. So we'll see what what y'all think of this, but so what I would ask you is the same question that that man asked me. If your life ended tomorrow, which it very well could, would you be fulfilled in the life you led? So one of my favorite things to share is that procrastination is nothing more than the delusion that tomorrow's promised. So individuals only, you can only procrastinate into tomorrow. 
you can't procrastinate in the here and now. If you're present, like we put things off till tomorrow, we put things off till tomorrow. And I just have so many experiences with watching other people's tomorrows not come. And like when this really struck me, that's when I shot off like a rocket and said, well, let's find out what this human mind and body is capable of. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, like procrastination. I know in my own life, I was really good at procrastinating certain things in the business that I hated doing. That was my no, not my flow. And so I'd put it off, put it off, put it off. And my mentor looked at me and said, Catherine, how much money are you refusing to receive with the procrastination that you're doing? And it was like, like a smack in the face of like, that's a lot of money. And now whenever I'm faced with it, it's like, yes, no, yes, no, make the decision. And if I'm not in a place to get it done, who can I either hire, put on a project, invite to contribute and have them do it, right? And, you know, one of the things I do with my team is I, I go, hey, who can do this? And I'll individually reach out to them and say, can you do this? And when's the deadline that you can hand it in by? Can you do this? And I'll literally have five team members on the exact same project because the reality is four out of the five are going to procrastinate and one's going to deliver it immediately. And then you save your time, which is so cool versus the frustration of waiting for people to deliver what they say they're going to do because most people don't do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. And most, most humans live, live within what is called a scarcity mindset. So they don't take actions and stay where they are based off of the fear. And they're, I wasn't even conscious of it, that they're not going to be able to create what it is that they're out to create. Right. And it's usually a lot of it stems with money. So when I get clients that are like nervous to jump into sessions with me or, nervous to jump into the Purpose Chasers Academy because of the money that they're going to spend. I never talk about the money that they're going to spend. I always bring it back onto them and their belief in themselves to create what it is that they want to create within that course, within my coaching. Mm. It's not on me. You're just not, you, you're confident in my coaching. You're confident in my academy. You've sought me. What you're not confident with is your ability to produce what I'm going to lay out. Ex- yeah, money is the excuse to buy that you don't have the confidence you want to have or you think you need to have. Like it's money's the excuse that most people use. So how do you how do you go around it? How do you circumvent it? What do you what do you do? So in my, I mean, it's you. It's a, you have a, a business podcast, so I'm going to. Oh, it's, it's not necessary. It's a gangster. of con- So it's all about being the rebel to follow your gut, whether it's a business, whether it's a movement, whether it's making more money than. Oh, boom. Break. Yeah. Perfect. It doesn't just have to be. Good. No, no. This gangster is all about just being the rebel because if you're in jail, you're a gangster. Okay. Yeah, well, I wasn't, I was, I didn't actually, no. I didn't actually affiliate with any of them, but. I just yeah, mean so being a rebel. How do I get around? I happen to become very, very skilled at sales, but not from a place of selling. Okay. I don't believe that any transformational work is sold at all. 
it's an opportunity to, for an individual to take action on what it is they've been called to take action on. I don't believe it's a sale. And so where a lot of individuals, so what I do is I just bring them into their pain. I get them very clear on why they're on a call with me, why they've sought me out. And I offer them the opportunity from pain. Now, what a lot of people do is they get them all high and they give them all they have in a coaching session. And that's great but they're not going to sign up with you. They're not going to, you're not going to produce transformation in them or they're going to sign up and quit because you've got them high and excited. So honestly, what I do, like, I don't, I don't like the, the phrase life coach. Um, I believe that I'm a transformational coach or more uh, along the lines of an empowerment coach. I don't believe that anyone needs help. And so I don't like, I'm not in the helping profession I don't believe anyone needs help. All individuals need is empowerment. No one needs help. I just need to say to you, Catherine, you can do this podcast is going to be amazing. Your business is going to be amazing. That event you're going to put on is going to sell out. And like, and then let's take a look at how that's going to happen. But you just need to believe that it's going to happen. And then we can game plan and figure out the, the systems and strategies to make it happen. But so I just empower them. And I'll also challenge them. I mean, I'm a rarer breed. I'm very, I don't hold back. I mean, you know, my clients pay me money to tell them how I see it and I don't hold back. I have no problem stating like, you realize this has nothing to do with the cost of this, right? And everything to do with your belief in yourself. I don't hold back. So, and I love that. And that's why I think we're kindred spirits because we function a little bit on the same paradigm in certain levels. So if somebody is at that place where they don't believe in themselves, you can't force them. So what is, what's the process? What, and I know it's different for everybody. It's a big question to ask. But how do you get, like, if you look at your story and before believing in yourself, you, it's like, I listened to your story. I'm like, you didn't even stop to question whether or not you believed in yourself. You just started doing it. Yeah. And I didn't believe in myself, um, for a long, long time. And, and so here, and I'll share this, like, I don't believe that anyone lacks motivation. I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe in the rah, rah motivation. I don't believe anyone lacks it. I believe that what we as a society or individual lack is the belief in ourselves to fulfill on the things that we want to create in life. And for those of you going, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I like motivation. Okay, let me ask you how many things you've started. How many things have you actually finished? You don't lack motivation. If you lacked motivation, you wouldn't have started all those things and you, would, and you wouldn't have. And if you believed in yourself, you would have finished them. So, the start, so I guess this very simple way to put it is you're not going to believe in yourself until you disprove your mind. Mm. So, and I'll share an example and, um, you know, it goes a little more into my story. So I was, I've done a bunch of time. I've done seven years incarcerated. So for criminal activities that I was engaged in through drug addiction, just to give you a, so I have six felonies on my record. Um, and I wanted to get a, I was working as a runaway and homeless youth therapist for a facility in New Hampshire. And I was doing in, in home therapy for court ordered youth and their families. 
I, it was good, but it wasn't challenging. So I'm the type of individual that needs a challenge. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get this job at a, uh, it was a youth detention center and it was a state job. And so my mentor said, you'll never get hired there. Not with your record. Colleagues said, you're not going to get hired. Not with your record. But I had, I had one person, my coach at the time, who said, dude, oh yeah, you should totally have that experience. Like, go do that. I was like, well, do you think I'm going to get hired? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not your higher self. I'm not God. I don't, I'm not the universe. I don't know if you're going to get hired I can't go that far. I know one thing you're going to gain a lot of experience and confidence in yourself by going through the process and finding out. And so that's the analogy that I want to share. So I'll give you the end of that story. I had my first interview. I crushed it. Second interview, crushed it, got offered the position. They later, uh, right when I was about to, I only stayed there for about six months. It was not for me, but I think I just wanted the victory of getting it. And the, uh, the biggest newspaper in New Hampshire printed an article about me and it's the headline read convicted burglar counsels youth. That was the, that was the headline. And I was like, that's to this day, it was like the highlight of my career. And I know what the, I know the motive behind it, the way that they wrote the article, but it was like the biggest victory of my life. You know, it was just like, yes. And I got the newspaper and showed my wife and was like jumping up and down and was just super excited. And she's like, what? And I was like, look at what they wrote. She's like, babe, it says convicted burglar counsels youth. I'm like, yeah, I know. Do you know how much, ho you know how much hope I just gave to those that are coming from limiting beliefs and don't believe that they can do things? Like, do you, everyone around me told me that I couldn't do it, but one person, he didn't help me. He just empowered me. He believed in me. He said, you got this dude, go get it. That's your job. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Let's go. And I just went and did it. So the long and the short of it, and that's a short, shorter version of that story is the only, the only way to catch momentum is to do it you need to disprove your mind because you have a mind, you have a mind that creates memories based off of experiences. And then your mind then creates thoughts about who you are based off those memories, based off those experiences. And then it starts to tell you who you are based off those memories, based off those experiences, based off of those thoughts. These are called limiting beliefs. So when I was three years old and I was handcuffed and locked in a closet, my mind started building stories around that. When my, you know, bio parents lost custody or, you know, DCYF came in and took me and my sister from my biological parents and I was placed in foster home. My mind wrote stories about who I was when I was arrested first time. My mind wrote a story about that. Well, now you're just like your father. When I was homeless for four years, my mind wrote a story about that. So it's literally... The only way to break through it is to get into it, right? There's like, I just saw a meme online that said something similar to that, but the only, like literally there's no, there's no cookie cutter way. And if you want like true lasting transformation, you have to be willing to go up against yourself. 
Yeah, I there's so many pieces I could take with that. I love that. And it's like so many people go into their story and go, I can't help people. I can't get out there because if people knew my mess, if they knew how like my past, if they knew, you know, being in jail, if they knew all of those things, then who am I to help someone? And I, I mean, my, I always say, who are you not to? Right. And I had someone recently like literally yell at me and tell me I was being unkind to the world by hiding, right. By like the little things I'm, I've been working on my book for two years. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. He looked at me, he goes, you know, the world needs it. I need it. And you're being unkind by not publishing it. And I was like, Oh, and it's true because every single person, that rebel in all of us has a magic and a genius to it that invites the world to step up. And I love your the, the perspective that you bring to it, like <laughs> being excited about the headlines because that is, I think, a perspective that is needed so much more in the world instead of looking at a headline, looking at, you know, somebody's negative comment towards you, looking at all this stuff where we're on social media and like literally going down these rabbit holes of, you know, self-sabotage and self-negation and self-doubt all based on, and, and to take it and spin it into a refreshing perspective that actually creates a greater planet, creates a greater momentum, create, like that, that's the energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it just, oh, I'd love to like come on your, come on your show and tell your audience that it's just been this like amazing journey, but it ebbs and flows. And I'm at a, you know, I'm at a new spot. So coming back from that conference in which I met, I met you like my life has caught fire. I read a, or I listened to an amazing book called Essentialism, which I would recommend it for any individuals out there that rabbit hole. It is, if it's not a hell yes, then it's an F no. And it just like gives you systems to navigate through that. So I've cut out a whole lot of noise and a whole lot of distractions in my life. And I am like laser focused and dialed in. And I'm really reaping, really reaping the rewards of that, really starting to reap the rewards of that. So awesome. Oh, I love it. I feel like we could probably have like hours of conversation. <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask really about, so you said something and like, so I brought, I, we met and I'm like, okay, I'll, yes, connect, brought you on the podcast. And it's like, I didn't really know anything until I started watching your videos and watching your story. And I'm like, wow, that the kindred spirit, the, we have sort of parallel, slightly different stories, but like the message that I, I actually was watching your video today and started crying. Cause it's like, you never know when you meet someone, you see, you see the you see the growth you see, but you don't see the story behind the growth. You don't see the pain. You don't see the getting arrested. You don't see, you know, being given away, like adopt, like you don't see that. And so when we hear those messages, it's like, I think it sends a message to everyone that it's possible to transform where you are and become what you've always wanted to be. You just weren't given that permission. Nobody invited you. Like you followed your knowing and you said to your wife, is that weird to ask this 
van living hippie to dinner. And she like, I love that. She, she was like, no, of course it's not weird. But those little moments literally shape the possibility that we've always been asking for. And, and I like, how have you honed in that trust in you to just get in action, even when you don't believe in yourself? Even when there is that self-doubt, even when that voice of self-sabotage or self-hatred wants to come in. Because I think the lie is that most people think that the successful people and the ones that are like making progress and momentum on the planet, they don't have that conversation going on. And I know that conversation shows up, but it's not. So what do you do to not give it fuel or energy? Does it show up for you? Totally. Absolutely. And it shows up for all of those people that have success as well. And they have systems in place to counter those thoughts. And I think you, you nailed it by using the word success. I think the number one thing that stops individuals is what their definition of success is. And so what success has become in society is comparison. It's not like success, right? So when you start a podcast, for example, as soon as you have one listener, you have an audience. You have an obligation to that one listener, to that audience. And if you fulfill on that obligation, it's going to grow. If you don't, it won't, right? So, and you'll neglect them. But it's, it's so, much, so much of a comparison game and not like true success. Like success to me when I started my business was to be 100% remote. I am left my house once this week to go to a meeting in Austin. Outside of that, I do interviews and meet, you know, talk to clients and record videos and look at the rose bushes outside my window. That's what I wanted at the end of 2018. My goal or my, 2018, my goal was to be 100% remote by the end of the year. I was. That's all I wanted. That's success to me. So what's your process for circumventing the negative? Like what's your personal I was going to go into it. So I, <laughs> I, like I said, I spent $75,000 last year on my personal development, right? So I have a badass coach right now. Um, and, uh, and he is the coach for me because he keeps me laser focused. That's it. He will, I know that when I get on a call with him, he's going to ask me if that's in alignment and I'm going to have to answer him. If I've taken something on, I have KPIs set up, which are key performance indicators that I like, even if I don't do anything throughout the week, I do these things. I've, we have a tracking system for that. And I have a support system around me of individuals that empower me that, you know, push me to go further. So I think, Yeah. That's what I do. I love it. And I think that that support system is key. That support system, if you don't have a group of individuals that are not only your cheerleaders, but also there to say, hey, you, you said you were going to do this, either what's up? It's either not in alignment and you need to change where you want to go, or you need to change something about the way you're looking at this. Like, I think that's key in any and any forward progress. So, so cool. Yeah. Just like the, the person that you have in your life who said, um, 
who said that you need to get your book out into the world. I forget the exact wording that you said. Oh, you're being unkind to the world. He used explicit expletives that I'm not going to say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured as much. I had a man, uh, a buddy of mine named Brian, who I interviewed on my podcast. And I sent him a copy, or he got a copy of my book. I think he bought it on Amazon. And um, my first book. And he read it. And he goes, Mark, I read your story. It was like one of the most powerful story I've ever read. And he's like, I mean, he's done three TEDx's. Like he's in the, he's in the world. So it meant a lot to me for him to say that. And I was like, oh, hi about it. And he's like, yeah, but one thing. I was like, what? He goes, when are you going to finish it? You know, what do you mean? He's like, dude, I got to the end of your book and still felt like you should be dead. He's like, I know you as the human that you are today. Like you need to finish this book. And I said, funny, you should say that. Cause I'm like, you know, I think at the time I was like 20,000 pages into my new book and I was like, Oh, I'm into my new book and I, I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. And, and yeah. And so what happened was with the new book is I redid the first book took and then took 37,000 new words that I'd written for the second book and combined them. And now I have like one book. So what's it called, Mr. Mark? Tell everyone where they can get your book, find you, connect to your message. Well, it's, yeah, the new book. I don't know if you show video, but I'll show it. So it's Embrace Your Past, Win Your Future. There it is in the flesh, if you're watching this. If not, it's Embrace Your Past, Win Your Future. And if you go to markcrandall.net, um, you can opt in and I'll send you four chapters of it for free. Now I do two chapters from part one, two chapters from part two, so you can get a taste of my story and a taste of the transformational work that I've put in there. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, there'll be a link in the bio that people can click and go straight to your stuff. So, so thank you so much for being here and taking the time out of your busy day. And I just, my, my last question is, um, I, you know, this, this, theme of gangster of consciousness is really being a rebel to create a greater planet, create a greater future. So in terms of what is the thing that you might not even know that you do that is rebellious in nature that gets you to keep your forward momentum, keep your message, keep going? Oh, that's a good question. So it's kind of loaded in two parts. I'm very blunt. I'm very upfront. Uh, I don't tiptoe. And I also, I will not associate with people that are not in alignment with me. And people that are doing dishonest things that are clearly like chasing money. Like I would never, I don't think I would ever do anything with somebody who's taking photos in front of a Ferrari and like posting in a suit. Like it's just not my style. It's just not who I am. And I don't, I won't do any, I, you know, I won't do business with those that are dishonest. And I'm just very, as long as I stay true to my values, I'm in alignment, you know, the universe aligns. And I would say that, and I'm also like for as far as your, you know, show's title is concerned, which is epic. I was about to cuss, but I won't. It's just an epic show title. Um, I don't allow anyone or society to define what I'm capable of. I just don't. 
I've disproven it so many times that I just don't. And it's not, I would say if, you know, if you're a content creator or you're a healer, um, I would, I'm coming into my actual message right now. And I've been, I've done hundreds of interviews, but I'm like finally starting to come into my authentic message. And it's not cool to everyone. <laughs> thank, <laughs> That's what I would say. Thank God it's not cool to everyone. Yeah, I would swear like a sailor on the podcast, but because iTunes has restrictions, I've been limiting my, my uh, so we can go to as far as this can go. And gosh, just, I know we could probably have hours and hours of conversation. So thank you so much. Thanks to everybody listening. So go check Mark out. There's a link in the bio, markcrandall.net. He's brilliant and amazing. And if you are inspired, find us, tag us, hashtag GOC, baby. <laughs> so listen to your intuition, follow your gut. And in the words of Mark, don't let anybody define what you're capable of. So Mark, thanks so much for being our guest. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired, comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share with your friends. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing. So if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and unleash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.